millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Little screen, we are live. There we go. Oh, you can tell when we're live too? Yeah, it's because oh. I get the got it too. Yeah, perfect. Oh, you get that too. Okay, amazing. Um, hi, everyone. Welcome to Spill the Tea. This is like where we like to chat about what's happening in the group and where we're at. And of course, we're going to have another amazing guest today that we can't wait to have on. Um, we have not chatted really about this week. And although we do touch base a lot, <laughs> how are you? How are you? I'm doing great. The group is doing great. Um, I have my own little little thing I wanted to talk about, but I'll talk about the group first. Um, downsizing part two, right? Yeah. This is a big deal. This is our yeah. last chance at downsizing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say in the group, most members are are doing amazing, you know, and like yeah. really starting to see results and really diving in, like really, you know, going through the going through the grooves and doing yeah. what they need to do. And then there are obviously some that are, are struggling with the whole idea of downsizing, which I mean is expected. And we kind of, we kind of see often. Right. Yeah. Um, and to those people, you know, I, I just want to let them know to like, you know, be all in and remember that this is just one week and, yeah. you know, and, and, and really just try to push yourself for this week because it's going to be done in one second. Like, I mean, the weight came on in one second. It felt like for me, even though it, it was so long, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So just like, I don't know, one week, it feels like such a small little thing, but it might really trigger some amazing growth in your own individual journey. Yeah. I, I think if, especially if like the last time you did the downsizing and at the end of it, you kind of reflect back and be like, oh, I could have done this and I could have done that. It, I find that happens a lot kind of in hindsight. People are kind of hesitant because they're, they're unsure. We totally understand that, especially if this is your first program, you're kind of hesitant because you're not really sure how it works. And then at the end of the week, you're looking back and be like, oh, I could have totally could have done that better. In fact, we do get people saying like, should I go back and do it again? And this can happen the entire process where you're like at the end of each new tweak, you're like, oh, in hindsight, I could have done that better. Should I go back and do it again? So if you find yourself saying those things, the best thing to do is just be all in there. There's no, there's no downside to being all in. Like the worst that's going to happen with downsizing is you eat a little too little. You end up being, feeling like you're starving and then you have the next meal or snack coming down the pipeline or you can always go back and have more of it right like yeah. there's no like I think people get at there's no point, detriment right there's no detriment and I think what I love is because we spend so much time in the beginning reinforcing like be consistent it's all about giving the body what it needs because you don't want the body to feel the need to store fat I think people get to a point where they're hesitant to eat too little thinking that's going to cause their body to feel the need to store fat again and that's not the reality and the reality for most people and it's so hard to frame this is like you last week, you were eating to satisfaction to feed your size body now. And if you have five, 10, 50, like 20, 25, 30, 60 pounds, a hundred pounds to lose, you're still eating way more food than what you actually need. And that's why we're eating so often, like eating six times a day is not normal, right? Yeah. But the reason why we're doing that is to ensure that the body does get the message that there's more food coming in. So eating too little is not, there's no detriment to that other than you're going to 
feel like you're super hungry and that's not the point, right? You want to feel slightly unsatisfied. So I find that happens a lot first time around is that in hindsight, people are like, should I go back? Should I go back? Should I go back? No, be all in when we're doing it, even if you don't quite understand it. And then ask as many questions as you need to be clear on it. We're not asking for blind faith, but I find that happens a lot. I find that. Yeah. Happens. And I, I think also just hearing you talk, I also think that we need to, you know, mention that it's almost like you don't want to be ravenous. Nobody wants you to be ravenous at the end of the day, but yeah. you do want to feel some hunger. Yeah. You do, <laughs> you know, you, you want to, you need to feel calm about that hunger as well, yeah. you know, um, because yeah. that's kind of like almost even in my own journey, like I know that that's the times that I would like stop at the gro at the convenience store and get a chocolate bar and shove it in my mouth when I was yeah. like, you almost have to, that's all part of the growth as well. You know, yeah. nobody's asking you to be super hungry, you know, where you're distracted and where you can't do any work or where you can't, you know, function in life. But yeah. I mean, feel comfortable with that, with that little bit of hunger, you know, remember it's only one week and then you're going to be right back to satisfaction feeling, you know, not hungry at all or whatever, you know, moving forward. And yeah, you know, use the opportunities that you have is really the thing, right? It's day by day, use whatever's happening at that moment and learn from it. Because this whole three month program is like a, is a big course in yourself and what your yeah. body needs, right? That is. And the hunger is stemming from not from your body getting enough, but for your body, not getting what it's used to. Yeah. That's the difference. The body's like, whoa, wait a minute. This isn't what I'm used to getting. I'm used to getting a certain amount. And when you don't give into that certain amount, the body will be like, well, fine. If you don't give me what I'm used to, I will make adjustments. I will, I have this extra fat. I don't need it. I'll just drop the weight. So what you do give me is going to be more than enough, right? So you have to recognize that the whole point of downsizing is kind of to piss the body off, to get its attention, to get it to take action, right? So with eating still five, six times, a day, your body's getting way more than enough. So you don't have to worry about it storing fat. So it's all about sending that message that it's not getting what it's used to. It's getting less. So now it's for your body to make the adjustment, right? And your body is really great at adapting. That's how set points are kind of like set is your body gets used to functioning at a certain weight, adapting to a certain amount of food, right? Yes. And then all we're doing is decreasing that amount of food. And then every time you drop weight, you're on a plateau, that's your body readjusting your set point and getting used to functioning at that level, the amount of food you're giving it, um, the amount of energy it's giving you. So that's what we're kind of doing is kind of moving the dial on what your body is used to getting and kind of resetting everything. It's not us in our portions when we're downsizing, that's cuckoo bananas. It's the crazy ass massive portions that people right. are used to consuming. And even visually, like just how, how everybody eats these days, supersize this, you know, supersize that. It's the portions that are whack, not what we're doing we're trying to reset everything and bring it back down to norm right bring it back down to norm so so yeah I, so i think that there's this fear too like you've talked about this in downsizing weeks in the past like there's a fear of this you know this is the only this is really the weeks that feels like diets you know yes. deprivation diets yeah. you know what i mean and so it kind of brings back all the feels especially that like you've literally been doing this for, you know, your six weeks and you're eating more than you're ever used to eating. And you're like, oh, okay, good. Like this is finally, I'm finally wrapping my head around eating more. more. And now you're like trying to take it away again. Right. <laughs> but I mean, this is all part of it. And like, I get that. I get those feels, but yeah. think back, you know, I, I just challenge people to think back to when they were on those deprivation diets 
and, and the extremes that they went on to get the results that they wanted. Downsizing week and literally it's one week yeah. shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be, you know, really pushing yourself like that to like yeah. really depriving, not giving your body what it needs, you know, being hungry, being angry, like all that stuff. That's not what downsizing is supposed to be. Yeah. It's supposed to yeah. be slightly less than satisfaction. Yeah. It's not supposed yeah. to be like, don't eat anything, you know, which yeah. Done, I feel like, you know, and that's what I mean. People get used to eating and eating to satisfaction and feeling really good. I almost love the fact that they're so nervous about downsizing and almost terrified of not eating. And, you know, we don't want anyone to be terrified, but oh my God, let's look back to all the crazy wackadoo shit diets that we've done before. Like some people didn't eat for a whole week, you know, like barely yeah. surviving on anything. And you guys did that. You can do one little week where we're eating slightly less than what your body is satisfied. But, but we also know the feels are no joke. Like it's because because of, you know, how messed up a lot of us are from the diet industry that, that it, it, because it resembles, this is the one tweak that resembles like a diet moving forward, all the rest are just, you're going to be eating more often, switching things up and all these other things. And that's the whole thing is that we're approaching weight loss from a variety of different angles, which make no mistake is way more than just the physical stuff that you're doing. It's meant to mess with your head. And we take people who like, you know, couldn't stop eating, you know what I mean? And, and now they're eating, now they have to eat all the time. And like they, their issue was they just ate all the time and now they have to eat all the time, you know, yeah. like it's really kind of, it really gets in and messes with your head. So if you're having a hard time and you're struggling with it, you're supposed to have a hard time and struggle That's with part it. Of it. It's part yeah. of it. Yeah. And I think that's a big takeaway. It's not supposed to be like easy peasy. I got this. It's, it's meant to like for you to do the work, right. That's going to make actual change physically in your body and actually change the way your brain is wired. Right. Like it's, it's supposed to be work. It's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. And I mean, this, this program is doable. Like, I mean, when you're going through this, it's, it's, you can do this every day, you know, like going through the program is, is like, I, you know what I mean by doable, right? Like it's, it's not, I don't want to say easy because it's not like it's there. There's a lot of challenges when it comes to it, but it is like, you can do it. Like it, there, it is step-by-step step and all that stuff, yeah. but all those steps and all those feels and all those moments of like weakness and, you know, all those things are part of it. And yeah. I think that that's something that I didn't recognize early on in my journey that I almost like that almost kind of put me maybe, maybe back. Like when I was starting to think about you know, old diet mentality and stuff like this. I, at the first time, it almost confused me because I was like, oh, I, I'm not supposed to be feeling like this. And then ah. I'm almost feeling it in, a, in an almost in a negative way. But now that I'm looking back, hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. You know, I'm looking back and I'm like, wow, you know, all those feels, all those times that you were like, you know, really questioning yourself, berating yourself, doing all these different things. Wanting to give up, wanting to quit, like frustrated, wondering if it's ever going to happen. Yeah. It's all part of it. I mean, that's, it's kind of what happened to me. So I'm going to just segue into me for a second because, you know, we did our, our spill the tea last week with Cindy, which was amazing. Um, but you know, I, I got a lot out of that. I resonated a lot with Cindy, you know, Mm -hmm. I think we're kind of in, in a very similar boat, me and Cindy. Yeah. And I really realized that day that I really do, like, it's something that I've said, but now I needed to put into action, reestablish my why. I always say my why is, and my end, my end game are the most important things to me. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I'm actually, I'm actually at my end game that I wanted, you know, at the beginning of this journey. And maybe yeah. that's why I'm not, I'm not pushing it. So I did some real reflection, honestly, over the last, like, probably, you know, couple of days after. 
I really sat there and I reflected and reflected and I was like, what am I doing? Why do I keep getting in my own way? Like what's holding me back? And it really was that why that I needed to reestablish. I really kind of looked at it again and I was like, okay, I saw your why that's done. Move it forward. We're finished with that side. Now let's move on to another chapter. What are you looking for in this journey? That's what I have to ask myself, you know, because I'm kind of like, my confidence is better. Our health is better. I mean, those were my biggest whys when I was moving on, you know? And then now I'm like, well, what do you want now? Like, why aren't you happy with where you are if you've already hit your goals? So I had to realize that for myself. So I realized that I have a bit of a fear to be done, to be Ah. honest. Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this conversation (laughs) because Man, what you're going through physically and mentally with this process, group over group over group, it is no joke. It's like, this is that, this is just like so much more than just weight loss. You're changing physically. You're changing the, like mentally your, your confidence levels. And you know, people would look at you down almost a hundred pounds and be like, what you should be so happy. They would love to be where you are at and look like you and accomplish what you have accomplished. Right. But there's so much like this really like this hit home when a pandemic first hit, right? And what was happening is a lot of people were going off their whys of like, oh, I got a vacation and fitting on my bikini or my certain wedding and so all these different things. Like not to say that they're, su- they're superficial because whatever motivates you is your business, whatever motivates you. But people really had to dig really deep on their whys. And I find like a lot of people when they come into this process, they're like, oh, I've been trying to lose weight for 20 years. I know why. Well, you're using the same why that you were using 20 years ago. Like, I don't know. I don't think so. And then some people would be like, "You're what's your why? I want to be healthy. I'm like, there's no energy attached to that. Like, what does that mean? Like, they'll be like, what do you mean? I just want to be healthy. I'm like, but what does that mean to you? Like, that's not hitting my, like, there's no feels. It's just like an empty healthy. Like, what is that? What does it mean to you? And really defining it. And, you know, I remember I talked to someone and they're like, my why is like, being able to play with my grandkids and have the energy to get down on the ground and be able to get back up with them. Like I want to wake up every day feeling like I'm, I'm excited about my day. Not, we you know, is it bedtime yet at nine o'clock in the morning, you know, like really defining that what it can be like fit your ass into your bikini, but visualize yourself wearing it and how you're feeling and your confidence levels and all of that, you know? So it is, it is something. And it's definitely a conversation when people get close to reaching their goal is like, how do you know when you're done? And for you, this is so next level because this is now what you do. Like, this is your job. This is like, you live it, you breathe it, you talk about it, you help other people with it. And it's been so defining in the last couple of years of your life. It's like, do you feel like, what do you do when you reach that goal? Or like, what's, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? I have shivers. It's so true. I do. I live, I breathe it. I believe in it. It's in my soul. And I I think that that's kind of where my fear comes from. I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, first of all, like I also had to, I al- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I also had to reflect on myself Yeah. and I had to, I had to really look at, I'm sorry. My dog is going crazy right now. Okay, go do whatever. Do you need to go grab her? This is how we roll. It's the real life. It's, it's oh my life God. I'm sorry. This is right. Expect the unexpected, right? This is just, this is how it is around here. This is exactly how it is around here. So good. So good. One of the kids on my street is, is knocking on the door. I'm so sorry, guys. 
Um, okay. Yeah. So what I, what I, I really realized I do have a fear. I had to look in myself and realize that like, what, what is the definition of me? Like, what am I going to be at the end of this? Like, am I actually, who are gonna... you? Who yeah. are you? Who are you? Like, I look at old photos of you and I'm thinking, who is that person? Like you looked and we talked about this, you, and the energy is just kind of like, harsh and just kind of like ah, and you, you know give, nah, I don't give a fuck and it's so not that's not the Anna that I know like I I don't resonate with that photo and it's not about your weight it's not about your no. weight it's about you just something about the energy I know it sounds crazy but the energy like no. who is that person and then who are you now and then who am I going to become yeah that's what I'm afraid of so now I'm not that girl anymore I know that I've grieved her we've moved on now I'm this, this girl on a mission. What yeah. happens when I finish that, that weight loss mission? What happens to me? You know? So I really, I really had to reflect. And then also working here, like in this environment all the time, then I'm like, well, when do I stop? And also having to be so honest about my journey yeah. in this kind of forum, that's also making me start to, to look at it. So I've changed it. I've changed it completely. My new why is to embrace my finally and forever to yeah. really the, the tangible why is to work a group, you know, because I'm going to be working here forever yeah. and ever, you know, to work a group and not do it and be calm about it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like be done, be where, where my, my end goal is, but to be able to like work it without being in it you know yeah. what I mean I know that yeah. that sounds really crazy and it's not even about nope. stepping away from the program or anything like that I want to get to my goal so that's why I keep pushing and pushing but I'm not giving myself enough to push all the way to the end and I think that it was that fear so now that I've recognized it I'm like embracing it and I'm, I'm actually super excited about it this is one of the first weekends honestly in a while that I didn't even have one bit one bite nothing and I've been really focused on my goals and it's just so exciting you know yeah, yeah. this process has been um you remind me of a client that I had who who grew to you know to it's you so said most of you will know who I'm talking about um but it was this woman who has defined herself as this kind of jolly joking about her weight always trying to lose and it's not who she is, not who she was, and it's not who she wants to be, but it's be become who she's known for. And your journey has been very public and it's kind of defined who you are. And, you know, the thing is a lot of people, let's take this conversation to the group, because I think what people don't realize is that when you are making change, it, it, it affects the people around you. You know, like if you are in your, your friend circle, and you're no longer that for lack of a better word, the fat friend anymore. That means one of your other friends has to step up and be the fat friend. And it changes dynamics. It changes relationships. You know, I, a lot of times relationships, um, you know, can be affected because your spouse loved you the way you were. And now you're making change and like, who the fuck are you? And if they're not actively making change, you making change affects the dynamic between you it can affect work relationships you know you used to go for drinks and you know indulge in whatever or used to eat the donuts with the when the ladies brought them in you'd eat the donuts indulge in the conversation and the donuts and the joking even the whole your verbiage in conversation is no longer jokes about the donuts and then we need to lose weight like a lot of women bond over like I remember I worked at this gym 
where they literally in before the class talk about how they want to lose weight and all this stuff. And then they go do a workout and then they would come back and then talk about how they making donut, like making cookies. And like, it's like they they all collectively want to lose weight, but then they're all joking about their, with their weight loss failures. And it's almost like there was bonding in the failures. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like you come to this gym, you bust your fucking ass. And then you sit around and talk about how you want to lose weight, but nothing you're doing and talking about is proactive to actually losing weight. It's like, you're all supporting each other in your failures. So even like the verbiage that you're using with your friends, with your family, with your coworkers, whatever, it's all changing and your whole, everything about you is changing. And so, and everything, if no one else is making change, it's all static, right? So the, where do you fit? Where do you fit with your friends? Where do you fit in your workplace? Where do you fit in your, your, so I get it. It can be a little like nerve wracking, right? Cause you've made a lot of change. Like you've lost a hundred freaking pounds. Like that's pretty, that's a lot. Plus all the work oh, yeah. we've been showing up to change your brain. And the, you know what I mean? Like, so oh, it's, it's, it's been epic. So I'm almost looking like my, I, I realized my fear was me looking at myself in the future. Who is that going to be? What, mm-hmm. what, what does define me right now? Because I've been so public in my journey, because I want to help people. Yeah. I, I, this is almost my definition in this phase in my life. But now I need to start looking forward to the next phase, you yeah. know, um, and, and it really took me a lot of reflection truly over this last week, but I really think I hit it. You know, I really think I hit it and I'm really starting to, to move on. So, yeah, I think that people really crave change. It's like when people, yeah. you know, get their hair done, you know, it's like, oh, I just needed to change it up. So then they just like dye their hair or like cut their hair or whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. But that's like a band-aid solution. To it change. is. Yeah. This is like change. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, I didn't I, like my hair's not going to grow back and all this stuff. So I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm not even in the messy middle. I'm, I'm at the messy end. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, which I always like identified as being in the messy middle still, but no, no, I'm there. I'm really close. I see it, you know? You know, I was just thinking what sort of hit me is like that there is like, so first of all, a couple of things. And I'm going to talk about, I talk about this a lot. The fact that people put a lot of stock and they're reaching their weight loss goals. It's not just losing the weight. It's I'm going to go for that job. I'm going to start dating. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do all these things. Right. So it's like, oh my God, I'm getting close to reaching my goal. Now I'm going to have to do all of these things that I said I was going to do. Talk about who are you and defining you. And like that can be more terrifying is like what your life is going to look like and feel like when you're done it's not the actual reaching the goal weight loss goal I think it's the pressure that people put on themselves right and then this is what I love about the maintenance group that we're that we're working on because I think there's something to be said about all the other work that you're doing on yourself that isn't like yes it all amounts to getting that scale to move but that doesn't mean when you reach your goal on that piece of metal that there isn't still room to focus on leveling up your life in so many other ways and then that's where you can shift your focus so maybe it's not weight loss anymore because man shit's got to feel good when you're constantly keeping your energy directed at yourself and you're focusing on yourself and maybe this is your excuse for that maybe you're that kind of person who puts everything in every else in front of their own needs and when you reach your weight loss goals you got to go back to taking care of everybody else when in reality that's not true just because you reach your weight loss goals doesn't mean that you can't still focus on yourself every day and set your intentions but now your intentions are about living your best freaking life do you know what i mean which seems crazy because my it's been so long and it's not only the weight loss it was the smoking it was the finances Mm. it was all this shit that was in my way and now i'm there 
And mm. now, you know, my impossible became possible. Yeah. Quitting smoking, impossible. That's how it feels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Possible. You yeah. know, buying a house when we were like really bad financially, you know? Yeah. Possible. possible. Like it happened, you know? Yeah. Weight loss, losing almost 100 pounds impossible but no yeah. possible yeah now I almost don't have something to focus on moving forward yeah right? so that's mean. exactly it so that's why this kind of maintenance and mindfulness thing like as you're talking I'm like oh, Gina you're like aha momenting me at the moment because that's yes. exactly what it is yes. I've been working on myself for so long now what now what yeah, you know what I mean? girl, so, let me yeah. tell you, there's a lot of work to be done after you've lost your weight. Oh, yeah. I lost my weight like, what, well, 30 years ago. It's no shortage of shit to work on. <laughs> but it's, you know what, though? It's so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what it is, is like that fear of moving on. So maybe that's why people get, you know, um, you know, they stop themselves from, you know, not taking Rich, that bit by. Yeah. You know, yeah. because they, they're worried. They're worried about what's going to happen. And I can totally relate to that. But you know, just like you said, all we want to do, all, all of us want to do is just live our best life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. all just want to live our best life. So why can't we just accept that for ourselves? You know, <laughs> uh, no, man, because I think it's, um, it's out of the norm. We, we've been taught our entire lives that selfishness is a bad thing. Yeah. And I think people are get into this group and, you know, I think when people miss the group, they're like, oh, I miss you. And I don't think they miss me. I think they miss the community. I think yes. they miss, miss the, sh the showing up for themselves every day, the positive space, the positive headspace, and, and constantly having the excuse to focus on themselves. You know what I mean? And that's what I think that just, I mean, I had my own, own hot, aha moment about the maintenance group. It's a, it's a place where you can continue to focus on yourselves when you're, when your goal isn't weight loss anymore, you know, like, and I think a lot of people feel like I've reached my goal. And now I got to go back to living life again and, and no longer prioritize myself when that that's not true at all. That, that means you don't necessarily have to have a whole new goal. It could just be living your life, being happy every day and being in the moment and, 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 and leveling up, you know, and continuing to level up and maybe, maybe stepping out of your comfort zone in different ways, applying for that job, traveling here, try, you know, doing that, you know, joining a, a new group of, of like, I don't know, knitting or running or who yeah. knows what the fuck it is. <laughs> You know yeah. I mean? it's just that I think that people this this focusing on weight loss is a valid excuse to to focus on themselves when you know once you reach that goal you don't have that anymore you know and in reality you still do yeah but uh, there's so many reasons why people would be fearful about reaching that goal or wanting to prolong reaching that goal I've seen it so many times people use a lose a massive chunk of weight and my concern is that if they don't follow through and finish when they're not in the program anymore, they, they go back to quick fixes and then try to spend the last next 10 years trying to lose the last five pounds again. And it's just, you put yourself back into that vicious cycle. And this is why you want to lose it and then be done with it. Right. That's, that's why you got to fall through and finish. That's why you got to. And, that, and that's why you got to dig deep on situations like this, downsizing all these different tweaks, you know, like let's get you there. Let's get you there. And I, I, you know, I talk, I talk about like, you know, how I'm feeling at the end part, but, you know, get there, get there, you know, yeah. it's all worth it. All of this mindful thinking, you know, reflecting all of this stuff is so, it was so worth the journey to get yeah. here. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So dig in, dig in, give yourself this gift and then just, and then just move on and find another thing and move it, yeah. move it forward even more. I think that we've all been looking to lose weight for a really long time. I mean, really? I have, yes. it's been over like 20 plus, maybe even more years for me. It's um, a lot of baggage. 
It's a lot it's of baggage. A lot. It's a lot of baggage. It's a lot. And and it's almost kind of like you said at the water cooler where everyone's talking over the donuts or whatever. It almost defines you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It almost defines you. So so yeah, like it's it's hard. It, the whole thing, the whole thing. But it's amazing how we're using food to learn about our bodies, even in the mental, in yeah. the mental aspect of it. It's one pretty, of my it's favorite things about the program. Uh, we're going to bring Katie on, who's one of our VAs. And, you know, I, I, this is a, she's a great compliment to this conversation. She's, she's an amazing VA. She knows the program inside and out. She answers questions thoughtfully and empathetically. And like, she's amazing at what she does. But that don't mean that she's not struggling on her with her own journey, man. And this struggle bus, I think people need to, we need to normalize the, the, the struggle and wanting to quit and having it be hard and life getting in your way and all the feels about that. And the fact that it takes forever and, you know, life does not, you know, go your way all the time. I think we need to normalize that as part of the weight loss and the weight loss industry has made you just made you believe there's a before there's an after you eat less, you exercise more. It's as simple as that. And I think that's such a huge disservice because the reality is, is just as much as a mental process, if not more, if not more, I think than than the physical process, would yes. you agree? I a hundred thousand percent yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, let's bring her on. Let's bring Katie on. Let me see if I can get this right. Admit. I can feel Sonia's ready to help me. Sonia's in there. She's like, you got it. <laughs> you got this. You, you got, got this. I, I get it. Fifteen groups later, I'm finally getting it. <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. Technology scares me. Technology scares me. That I was oh, on my too. phone trying to make an appointment with my doctor, and I'm afraid to hit my calendar because what if I turn my phone off? And what if like this doesn't work or that doesn't work? Where'd she go? I think. Oh, oh do you see her? No. Nope. Yeah. No, you're gonna she, try to add her again. Yeah, she's not there. She's got she disappeared. Um, uh, maybe she'll ask to send her. Maybe Sonia, can you send her an email and just like resend the link? Oh, there she is. Let me try to get her in again. I mean, this this I've learned a lot just from like just technical issues and going with the flow, like the dog, you know, barking and stuff. Like this has really taught me to be calm and like it is what it is, man. You can't control something sometimes. No, of course. Yeah. Oh, like my Dr. Paul segment today, the glitch. Oh, with the glitchiness. Oh. Back and forth. I, I was just like, oh, I was watching. Got it over that. Got it over that. But then it got At least better, it was only you. like a, a small portion of it, right? The rest of it was pretty clean and clear. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. But I was so gutted. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? Come on now. But that's just, I mean, that's just life. It's how oh, it what is. a great conversation. Oh. And and Chad too in the Living Loser. Oh my God! Like right? David just. Oh my he God! Was, resonated so much. Like yeah, like and he looks like a totally different person. Katie, I know. hello, Hi, how Katie. are you? Hello, how's it going? Good, good. I've good. been enjoying the conversation so far. <laughs> yeah, man, we're just talking. We're just talking. I think it's this conversation is so fitting. And what I really love about your story, it's so real. It's so real. Like this is not about sunshine and rainbows. And it's not like, oh, it's so easy. And you know, there's a happy end. Of course, there's going to be a happy ending. But um, I just think even Cindy's story, I mean, all the tea times, they all resonate. So I'm excited to get into this with you. First of all, how are you doing? How are you enjoying being a VA? Because you and oh I, my God, I love had it. an opportunity to chat. <laughs> I love it. It's so interesting. There's so many different questions being asked and, you know, with members in first round and second round and third round, like yeah. there's just so much going on and everyone's at different part of their games. And I just, I love it. Like, I just can't get to work and then can't wait to get to work yeah. and get into it and just, you know, help people along the way. I love it. 
Yeah, so it's no secret. We've all read your bio and the struggle bus has like, man, that shit's been parked outside of your house for a long time. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you find that in helping other people and listening to their struggles, it's making you feel better about like what, what you got? Like, is it resonating with you? Absolutely. Because, um, and like I had said to Anna, you know, like you, I've only seen her after picture. So that's the Anna that I know. Yeah. So obviously it was easy for her because she's gotten there. Right? Yeah. You yeah. know, <laughs> no one sees the struggle along the way. Yeah. Um. So I feel like it's the exact same, you know, that you're going to get there. And then yeah. the people that you meet once you're there are going to think it was effortless for you. Yeah. But, you know, I would love to meet someone that this was effortless for. Right? <laughs> like, I think there's, we met them, we, uh, Sharon and Stefan. Yeah, it's true. What Stephen. was the hardest part? Nothing. <laughs> okay. Super easy. Honestly, it's so funny because the same thing, because um, uh, my sister and I uh, are both doing the program and we put my mom and dad on it. Uh, oh, yeah. And the same thing, my mom was just like, and this is what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> right? <that's it. laughs> yeah, I just, and yeah, but I think you have to be in the right space in your life to like, just be like, this is what I'm doing, follow through and not let all the baggage and let all your issues and all the things that you're dealing with. I love your story because everyone wants to know like a chef's right. And I Mm. thought it was so fascinating that you say like, you're around food all the time. Yet the reality was you would not eat all day long. And then when you did eat, you would overeat. Why don't we just start with your story? Let's like, when did you have a weight issue? When did that start? Why don't you kind of take it from there and and, uh, tell us your story? So even as a young kid, um, you know, I I wrote that like when I was two, my mom, you know, was out shopping and a woman said, you know, like, oh, I just love those cute little baby bums and diapers. And my mom was like, that's just her bum. Like she's not wearing a diaper. Right. Right. And then um, my older sister is quite tall and svelte. So you know, growing up, there was always that comparison. Mm. And then, um, you know, we would get hand-me-downs from my cousins who in my mind, like we were of similar size, but they never, and they were older than I was and they never fit. And, you know, like things like that, that started to point out that, you know, there was a difference between your friends and you, you know, like 
I would have friends who would be sharing pants, sharing shirts, whatever, you know, and then you like hulk into it. Oh, I remember like, those days. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. You're like, um, I don't think I should wear this, you know? And, uh, and then of course, once you get a little bit older into teenage years and you go shopping with friends and they're grabbing, you know, the twos, the fours, the sixes, and you're grabbing the 18 off the rack. Or you can't um, even shop in the same store as them. Yeah. So, yeah. And then uh, heading into university, I mean, the meal plan at university, um, you just take full advantage of that um, for, you know, a couple of years and, and you're yeah, waking Mine was big. croissant and cheese sandwiches. I remember those. The food was not so great. <laughs> we would walk to the, to Creelman because the pizza there, you know, and you'd be like, I'll just take three of those. Yeah. Um, and like, so then I started working in kitchens when I was in my early twenties. And the same thing. So you're always tasting things as you're making them. Mm -hmm. So really you're, you know, firing up your body all the time, but you're only taking a teaspoon of stuff, but you're doing that for eight to 10 hours right. a day, all day. Right. And then you don't actually eat a meal. And then by the time you're done your shift, you're just starving. Mm -hmm. um, and some restaurants you do staff meal at the end of the night, which could be one o'clock in the morning, two right. o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So you haven't eaten at all because you've just been so busy. You get there, you cram it in your mouth. And then you go home and you try and sleep. Yeah. And it's a high stress environment working in kitchens as well. It it's is a very high stress environment. I've, I've, yes. High stress. Almost. There's almost never any breaks. I yeah. mean, I can only think of one restaurant that I worked in that you ever had a break. Like right. it's just not a, a thing. Cause you're in the middle of so many different meals for people, mm -hmm. um, you know, and then one day you're, you're in the kitchen and, you know, you're dropping the next basket of fries and the next, you know, thing of deep fried fish and, onion rings, you, you pull them out and you do, you start to snack on those, right? Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you haven't eaten in hours. Yeah. So all you're eating is trash. Yeah. And it starts to really not align. Like when I was younger, I didn't worry about my health that much. And it wasn't until my late thirties that I really started to say like, I have to make change. My weight has just continued to creep up. I went to a restaurant with friends. We were out for a really nice night and um, the chef came out to talk to the table, which was lovely. And he's like, do you want me to take a picture? You girls just look so happy. And we're like, oh, we do, you know? So he takes the picture and hands me my phone back and he's like, just check it, make sure it's okay. And I literally look at it and I'm like, I look gigantic. Yeah. Like, absolutely gigantic. So I was like, I was like, oh, a couple of us aren't smiling in the picture. Um, can you just take it again? And of course, then you're like you're trying to suck it in and you're like, yeah. this is good. So now my face looks like this, but my body is still the exact same size. Right. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, and can, I, is, can I ask you something? Yeah. Um, did, were you, did you diet at all up to this point? I had, yes. Okay. Um, and none of them really ever lasted because the environment that I was working in trying to diet, you know, so knowing that I was going to go to work and was going to be tasting that stuff, like the cream sauces and mm. the desserts and all that, I just wouldn't eat otherwise because I was trying to keep it within the calories. Yeah. Gen a lot of the ones that I've done is, you know, like the, the a thousand to 1200 calories mm. and just, you know, if I can just starve it off. So you eat those three French fries, then, you know, you're going to have soup for dinner later and try and keep it within that or two pieces of cake and call it a day, you know? Yeah. I, I get this. Right. Cause that's what we were yeah. taught. We were taught like eat less, ex more exercise more. And if you are, or just eat less and starve yourself yeah. and you're, you're going all day long, you're thinking I'm barely eating anything other than, you know, tasting this, tasting there. Like I don't need a diet. I'm living the diet, you yeah. know, living the diet. Okay. So I didn't mean to cut I'm you miserable. off. Uh, so you had that aha moment with the photo and then what happened then? Um, so then um, that happened uh, just before COVID hit. 
Mm. Um, so then of course everything shut down and restaurants and kitchens, especially at first oh. they weren't even open for takeout. So, you know, then I'm unemployed oh and I'm gosh. like, okay. And it was great to actually be out of the kitchen. Mm. And, um, I got a job, uh, working outside where I was walking all day. I was packing mm. my lunches. Great. So I'd seen that photo and I was like, it, it has to change. So again, I was eating cleanly, um, you know, eggs and vegetables and a bit of meat. Um, yeah. Not that many leafy greens though, but, and I did, I dropped weight. And then by the end of the year, cause I, you know, I did that for about four months. And then by the end of the year, I had gone back into a kitchen and my half the weight crept back on. Hmm. And then um, I had decided that it was time for a full life change. I owned a food truck in Whitehorse. Um, oh, when I was living in the Yukon and uh, decided I wanted to move back to Ontario. So just before your program um, started, I flew back from the Yukon the night before. Okay. Wow. And like started the next day, but Ontario was still very much in lockdown, you know, so I was in, in lockdown for a couple of weeks of it. And then you couldn't go out, you couldn't do anything. So it was good. Like, you know, I just, I got into it and my weight started dropping from the very first day. How did you hear about the program? Um, Christina, who's a Vibe Ambassador, is really good friends with my good friend, Elizabeth. And um, it's funny because I had been home around Christmas mm -hmm. and then gone back to the Yukon and Elizabeth did the winter program. Mm -hmm. So I literally get back two months later and I'm like, she lost 28 pounds. And I was like, and she had asked me, she's like, I'm going to do this. Do you want to do it with me? I was like, no, I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah. We well, because you've done works. your own thing and you were successful. So, you know, a lot of times people like they lose weight in a way that works and then they just get into that's what worked for me. Yes. Even though yes. you gain bite back, you know, it's the fact that you, 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 you know, the diet industry teaches you you've lost it. If you gain it back, it's your fault. So then what we do is we believe that the diet worked. Right. But then we don't we don't blame the diet when when we no. gain it back. That's yes, like no. so huge. Like we give the, the diet credit for the fact that we've lost, but then when we gain it back, we blame ourselves, right? Yeah. Like so messed up, so messed At up. At that point, I had never done keto. So she started your program and I was like, I'm going to hit the keto train, you know? Like who doesn't want to eat avocado and bacon all day long? Yeah, who um, doesn't? <laughs> yeah, so I, I lasted six weeks and then um, I sent a picture of my fingernails to my naturopath because the bottom of my fingernails had gotten all ribby. Okay. And I said, you know, like, this is weird and new. And she was like, that is excessive nutrient deficiency. Mm. And I was like, Ugh. and like, you know, I had lost 12 pounds in six weeks on the keto. So then I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not good for me. So I good stopped. And honestly, those 10 pounds came back within a month. Like they just, as soon as I stopped it, it was back on. So I've been doing my own thing for three months and lost zero pounds at the end of the three months. I come back, she's lost 28 and she's like, I eat all the time. I'm so satisfied. I have no cravings. I'm like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's okay, so you did the program and yeah. um, this is what were you doing at the time? So you, you came back, so you're in a new situation. You came back to Ontario, you started the program. How'd that work out for you? Um, really well, because I um, came back and uh, had just sold my food truck. So I wasn't employed and we were still in lockdown. So you couldn't go out. I could really focus on myself because I didn't have any social time, you know, like I was seeing my family, which is awesome. Cause I have moved back close to them, Nice, but I, you know, I didn't have engagements. I wasn't going out and trying to refuse the food. Right. You know, where people are like, Oh yeah, let's go out for dinner. And I was like, I don't want to, cause I'm going to have an app and a main and a dessert. And I just don't want to. So it was great. I 
I had so much time and ability to focus on myself in those, in that first program. And yeah. I lost 34 pounds on it. Wow. And uh, most of it was in the front half, but uh, my weight had gone, you know, steadily down for those first um, couple of weeks. And then literally like I get up in the morning, I'm feeling great. I step on the scale and it's up nine pounds. I'm like, well, that's not right. I get off the scale. I check underneath it to see if something's under it, put yeah. it back down. Change your batteries out. Right. I get yeah. back on. It's still up nine pounds. And I was like, okay, I know Gina says, you know, it's super, but I was like, you know, that was so devastating to me on that morning. Yeah. I kept doing it, kept tracking and it just crept back down. And then I got to a new lowest low, boom, up seven pounds. And I was like, this is my pattern. And it has yeah. been my pattern ever since. You some know, people, uh, some people are like that. My body's really reactive. Like my, I eat something salty. My weight goes up a lot. Like I, my yeah. weight is like 119. Like it's lower now. Cause I'm just recovering, but, um, it goes from 119 to 132. Like that's my range. And, and yeah. when I go up to one thirty, especially in the summer, I practically sit mm. at one because I'm drinking beer and eating chips and enjoying my summer. I, I sit yeah. at 132. I just kind of, it's my weight. But some people, they, they see that low, low, it goes up way high. It seems like it takes forever to come down. There, yep. There's always the downward trend, but Absolutely. man, it's painful. It's <laughs> and I'm so empathetic, but it, it's, that's why we got to focus on that downward trend. Cause some people are like, their bodies are just sensitive and more reactive. Like, oh, it's true. so I feel and for you. The, the difference this time though, was like, you know, I looked at that and I was so devastated, but at the same time, any other time in my life, because. I was completely unaware that the scale would change that drastically yeah. if you didn't do something like binge eat at midnight or, you know, like things that would really cause it. Yes. So in the past, if I was, you know, trying to lose weight and cutting the calories and really, you know, focused, and then the scale did that, I would just throw up my hands and say like, it's never going to happen. It's not okay. worth it. Yeah. I'm going to go to town. I'm getting a couple donuts. I'm getting mm -hmm. an ice cap and I'm going to just eat my feelings because yeah. I've, I've been trying so hard and I've been doing the things and I've been so strict and my weight has just gone up. Yeah. Almost yeah. 10 pounds. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's a, it's such a new mentality mm -hmm. to look at that scale and be like, Oh, it sucks that it's up that much. But I also know that if I keep at it, it's coming back down. Right. Yeah. And to a new low and it'll go down, 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 down. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're down 34 pounds and then what? So then uh, that was the spring group. So we were into summer um, and my weight, I decided because I'd lost 34, I wanted to take the summer to enjoy life a bit, but also just to let that set, you know? Yeah. So I did that for the summer and then situational change. I mean, you talked about it through the whole program and I did not give it enough credit for yeah. uh, the number it was going to do on me really. Um, yeah. So then I was opening my business, which is a restaurant at a Christmas tree farm. So it is you know, starts in the fall, runs through till Christmas, and it's just, you know, insane. Yeah. So trying to launch it, get prepped, you know, I was working massive hours, I was barely sleeping. And, you know, I was doing the program the first couple of weeks, and then I just like half-assed the program and then just, you know, abandoned it. And if I had have just stopped doing the program, but remained mindful, things yes. would have been fine. Yeah. But I didn't. As the stress went up, I just reverted right back. Because I hadn't been stressed yet, right? Mm -hmm. Like I did the first program, I did summer, I had not been stressed yet. Yeah. And my stress was through the roof. Yeah. And I just started, you know, more and more sugar in my coffee in the morning, which mm -hmm. then, you know, and I'm, I'm baking all kinds of treats and I just started eating and just 
didn't stop. And probably not not drinking water. So then you're dehydrated, then you're craving and then you're stressed. So you're craving and then you're tired. So you're like, fuck it. Let me just eat the cookies. Honestly, there was one morning that I was in the kitchen before the rest of my staff was in and I'm standing there eating yesterday's cupcake, bawling my eyes out because I'm eating the cupcake, but just didn't have the ability to stop eating the cupcake right then. You know, like it was just, yeah. crazy. So, um, totally derailed and gained back half the weight that I had lost mm-hmm. in the first program. Yeah. Um, but what it did for me was like, once I got done that and out of it and could get some perspective and some sleep, I really thought, you know, that, that was a terrible couple of months and I'm not going back there again. I'm not reverting to that. Like it gave me this like absolutely solid, you know, I'd come so far and I'd regressed so far. Yeah. The only way now is forward. I get, I call this, you recognize it's not working for you anymore. Yeah. Like that just doesn't work for me anymore. Like, and I think that's like a, or an aha moment where you're like, okay, like this is, this is doesn't work for me anymore. Like you recognize at one point it did because it's familiar. You've done this, but then you recognize now this isn't it. This isn't it. And I've been using sugar and sweets specifically to cope for 20 years of my life or more. Yeah. You know, so expecting to change that in a few months, you know, I, I still have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Um, which I really a lot like. of people do expect it to change in a few months. You know what I mean? Like so yeah. much mad respect for people who recognize when life gets in the way, when they're, they're getting in their own way, you know, and I think there's so much, this is why it's progress over perfection. And what you learned in this moment, do you know what I mean? Was a game changer for you was. forward, mm-hmm. you know, and it took getting back to that place for you to have that aha moment, you know, it's just, oh, this is why you yeah. can't give up on yourself or the process. I also think that if you didn't go through that, like I did that in the summer after, I don't even yeah. remember how many years yeah, I, done, you did. I had a whole summer mm. where I overindulged and then I like, it, it was just, I, I recognized it. But if I didn't go through that, just like how, if you didn't go through that and gain that weight back, you would have never known. And it, I think it would have been, it would have happened anyways. Yeah, whether I think so too. Then, or whether it's now or whether it's in six months from now, you know what I mean? So it's yeah, almost yeah. like that was part of your journey. It was part of mine as well. So it's yeah. pretty awesome too, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, and then, yeah. and then and what? Then, and then um, winter program started and I was just like, and we're doing it. And then the first few weeks went well. And then I got COVID and was sick Mm -hmm. for a few weeks and I fell down my stairs and was injured. And and I was like, okay, so I did sickness protocol for a bit and just kind of, you know, like limped along, um, but still like stuck to the food plan and got in the water. Um, The scale didn't really move, but it was a mental game changer for me. Like I wrote it in my bio because before I did this program, I didn't realize that people didn't have the same berating internal dialogue that I had, Mm. you know, like there was no graciousness for myself at all um, in any aspect of my life. And, you know, that has been the biggest change for me Mm. is being able to actually support myself and not just, you know, like, because that, that bad mental self-talk is what has you go, you know, like abandoning the whole day, right? Like if you have a, a, if you go off the rails for breakfast, you know, if you're berating yourself and being like, well, you know, you shouldn't have done that. Da, da, da. That's what makes you toss in the towel for the day, the weekend, the week, the month, the year. Yeah. Whereas if you're like, yeah. breakfast was great, hashtag worth it. And yeah. now I need to have some fruit snack. 
yeah. you just carry on and you don't get into that loop in your head, mm. um, then, you know, you can just move on. We were, we were just talking about how the mental part of this is probably more work than the physical work. So how did you get out of that? Because that's not an easy thing to do that, that how do you, and I mean, I tell people all the time, recognize those negative thoughts, recognize you're listening to yourself, throw some positive words at yourself. But how did you get out of that? How did you recognize you had such a negative voice happening? And then how did you, how did you start to turn that around? Cause you told me, you know, yeah. um, cause you used the example, you know, you were berating yourself for being a terrible mother. Yeah. And you're like, no, you know, I made uh, a terrible, I had a terrible moment. I'm not a terrible mother. I'm a great mother. And I was like, yeah, I got to kind of like, really, I really sat with it for a bit. And I mean, I heard it in the first program, but I was so focused on the weight loss. And then the yeah. second program, I heard nothing. Yeah. But in that third program, like I really heard it finally that mm -hmm. you need to change the dialogue mm -hmm. for others and of yourself, you yeah. know, that so for me, like the thing that I kind of think is treat yourself like you would treat your best friend, right? If yes. your best friend oh. came to you and said, you know, I'm doing this weight loss thing and someone brought donuts and I ate three of them and I'm such an idiot, you know, what would you say to them? Would you be like, you're an idiot. You shouldn't have done that. How disgusting. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. You would say to them, you know, like it was one thing you ate it. Who cares? Move on. Add some mm. leafy greens, drink a little more water. Not a big deal. Talk to yeah. yourself like you're talking to your best friend and yeah. that. I don't know. Just one day I thought that, you know, like I encourage my friends. Cause like after I did the program, right. I'm like, everyone should do this. <laughs> so, you know, I've been supporting friends and family through it for the past year. Mm. And when they're like, Oh, I did this. I'm like, who cares? Doesn't matter. Move on. Yeah. And it just clicked with me, you know, like, why don't I do that for myself? Yeah. So now that's what I do for myself. Oh, I was saying this yesterday, like imagine your headspace when you get on the scale, if you actually had a physical person saying to you the things that you're saying to yourself, that would not be acceptable. That no. would not be okay for someone to no. say the things to you that you're saying to yourself. Oh my gosh, yes. so huge. And then I was always someone who used and like constantly used self-deprecating humor, uh, right? You know, like, oh, there's 11 people at the saying. party, but you bought 12 donuts. You knew I was coming. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. instantly gave me permission to eat two of them without anyone because I already I already declared that I was eating two of them yeah right so I would make yeah. it very jokey um you know in Whitehorse all my friends were very athletic and they always hiked and you know we'd set out and within like 500 meters I'd be like you guys keep going just pick me up on the way back down you know like yeah. and I would I would always just like laugh about it because I didn't want them to be laughing about it. and if I brought it up first then you know I'm oh, yeah. I'm showing you that I'm aware that I'm slow that I'm whatever and that I don't care about it right yeah. like you know what's so huge about what you just said is that when you were talking there about throwing in the towel after a whole day or whatever just being done and quitting on yourself like it translates across your whole life it does. That, that quitting on yourself, you know, like it's not just with food where you're throwing in the towel, you throw in the towel on the hikes with your friends, you throw in the towel on opportunities, you know, like that's, I think that people yeah. don't realize that, 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 that kind of behavior in the way we talk to ourselves, it affects everything, not just your food choices in life, you know, it does. I mean, honestly, the me of a year ago, I don't think would have applied to be a VA because I don't have experience. You know, I've worked in kitchens. Uh, I can manage kitchens, right? Like I can manage kitchens and food cost and ordering and all of that, but I don't have any experience, you know, being on the computer, answering 
question, anything like that. And I think a year ago, I would have passed on yeah. the opportunity. By right? the end of the first program, I was like, I am working for Gina. I am working for Gina. <laughs> and then, you know, when it came up as a Vibe Ambassador and I had completed my two programs then, you know, I, I put in my thing and I was like, she's, she's never going to hire me. There's going to be so many applicants and people. And then I was like, why wouldn't she hire you? Yeah. Why wouldn't she hire you? I'm you know? so, so glad you applied because you're amazing, Katie. You're oh. amazing and you answer people with your whole heart. Like, yeah, I do. You just have such a knowledge of the program. Like, oh, I'm so happy. Like, I'm so happy <laughs> that leave. That makes me so happy because I do like, I know how, how much of a struggle it is. So um, a couple of years ago, I signed up for a mobility course um, because there's, there's exercise, but there's also mobility. And I was like, my whole body was creaking, you know, I weighed 272 pounds wow. and I was just like in agony every day, getting out of bed to hobble to the bathroom. And I was like, I am not even 40 years old. And I'm more geriatric than, you know, my grandparents. So, yeah. um, so I did this and, and the thing he said that really resonated with me is it's not easy, but it's simple. Mm. And he's yes. like, you just have to do the things. It's not easy to make yourself go for that walk, to make those healthy meals, to make the decisions that fall in line with your goals, but it's simple. You know what you need to do. And that has always just really stuck with me. Well, that, I think there's so many women who I know what to do because you've done 20 years of dieting, but, and you're a perfect example of that, like knowing what to do, because you know, the program inside and out, you have that empathy and you have that passion and what makes you a great VA, but it doesn't mean that you don't struggle. No. Knowing what to do is not the same as like doing it and doing all the stuff you have to work through to do it. And I think that's yes. such a huge takeaway, huge, but massive takeaway. In all of my other groups, like I, I would read some people's comments, but I didn't read comments very much because, you know, there's so many of them. So by the yeah. time I would tune in, I'd be like, yeah. that's a lot of comments. Yeah. But honestly, like getting to read everybody's comments, it's such a beautiful thing to know that you're not alone in your struggle. Yeah. That there's someone else out there, you know, like with that feeling that you have right now. And then when you respond to them and say, you know, you're, you're not only telling them, you're telling yourself, right? Yeah. Like, I just, I love being immersed in it. Because yeah. I, it's like a pep talk every day for myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is why we love when people like you come on and we're so grateful. It's such a personal story that you're sharing. And I know that's not an easy thing to do, but that's why these, I think these, these spill the teas are so resonating with so many people. Cause it's, it's real, it's real conversations. And there's not just, a, it's not as easy as before and after. And it's, no. it, there's a lot to it. And I think it's one thing for me to say it. And it's one thing for, you know, to people to see before and afters and all of that. But I think to really hear it, hear yeah. it from real people. I think it just, I don't know how it doesn't resonate, you know, it doesn't resonate. And yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, so good. I love yeah. this conversation though. We are coming up on our yeah. time. Um, oh my what, gosh. what would your, you know, normally we ask people like, what's your, you know, advice for success? What, what, what do you want people to know who are doing this program? That you're worth it. Oh, I have never felt worth it in my life. Oh, the tears are going to start. I know, I've never felt I have never felt worth it in my life. And it's so funny because like my friends would say, you know, like she's got her shit together, mm -hmm. but they don't know the shit storm that has been going on in my head my whole life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So before your program, like the weight loss and it always felt hopeless. 
Mm. You know, like it always felt hopeless. Like you might be able to lose five or 10 or 15, but you already knew that it was coming back on and you knew how hard you were going to work for those and how easily it was going to revert back. Yeah. And like, it's just been hopelessness for years. I I did a face-to-face photo that I posted because, you know, someone else had done one and I was like, oh, I should do that. And I looked and was scrolling back, you know, two years ago. And like the face in that picture, I'm like, I don't even know who that is. You know, Mm -hmm. she's smiling, but she just looks unhealthy, unhappy. And I'm like, you know, it just worked towards the the person that you want to be and where you want to be and you'll get there. But do the comparison because it's really hard for us to see when you look at yourself in the mirror every day, it's hard for you to see how far you've actually come. Like when I pulled up that photo, I was just like, is that how I looked? Because I still think I look very similar, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's not hopeless. We're all going to get there, you know, put in the work and then you're just, you're worth it. You're worth the work. You're worth the effort. You're worth, you know, anything yeah. that you want. You're worth it. And I know you're resonating with that, the photo comment. So much. Yeah. I'm exactly that. Like when I look, when you, you always think about that one where I'm holding the cigarette or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah back and stuff I uh I think to myself like I don't even see the difference I'm just like Katie it's funny because I I I don't see the changes but I see the sadness I see the yeah. like hidden the heaviness in there the like I see, it's almost like I see myself but like in this other person like oh, it's, yeah. it's such an odd it's such an odd feeling to go through but it's like yeah I, I couldn't resonate more honestly Katie yeah yeah, it is. It's so crazy, you know, like, obviously that's what I looked like. Cause that picture in the restaurant, that is what I looked like. Yeah. And, you know, when you compare it to my picture now, it's a different person yeah. and I'm only, you know, like not even halfway there. Yeah. So yeah. Ah, yeah. such a great yeah, conversation before we go uh, tips for downsizing this week, Katie. Um, tips for downsizing is that, you know, you just have to get in there and look at that plate, like really like absorb what that's going to feel like when you eat it. Hmm. And, and I, is there any upset with leaving a few bites on that plate? Because yeah. there, there isn't right. You can eat it. You can enjoy every bite. You can savor it. And then you can just put that away. Mm-hmm. Love, put it. It away. Love it. Love yeah. it. Anna, Anna. Well, I'm going to go out a different way and I'm going to say, you know, it's all about how you feel and not about what you're seeing on your plate. Yes. Yeah. Um, as much as that's the case, like I was the same way when it came to packing lunches and stuff, I had to use my eyes. I mean, I had to, you know, yeah. compare, but it really is about how you feel and yeah, leave the, leave the food on the plate. It's nothing is going to go wrong. It's not going to change it. If you put it in your mouth versus putting it in the garbage or putting it away for another meal, right? Um, Just listen to yourself. And again, those four questions, which I've noticed, actually, I just want to shout out to the members because I've really noticed that they have been asking a lot of questions about the four mindfulness questions and really getting into that post and really, you know, uh, and digging deep in that. So I just want to say, keep going with those. Keep going with those because they're so important to really understand how your body feels because we've been so disconnected for so long. that we need to kind of find that connection again. And this is just one of the many steps that we're going to be going through to, to really, you know, get that and solidify that. 
Yeah, yeah. I second that. Um, amazing yeah. conversation, uh, ladies. Uh, Kate, I know this is not easy. You know, getting out in front of twenty five thousand people and pouring your heart out and sharing your journey. But I, I'm so glad you did. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, honestly, it, thank you so much. It's been such an honor to be on and get to uh, get to share the story. Even though I was like, you know, gosh, people I know are going to be watching this. You know, I was like, it, it'd be so much easier if it was total strangers. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I just I have watched all the tea times for the last three groups, and you know, they just they're the right thing at the right time, and. so inspiring and everyone's journey you know is so different but also so the same so when I got asked if I would come on tea time I knew that I definitely wanted to do it well thank you so much and and your friends this should just give them more of a deep appreciation for the wonderful human being that you are Mm -hmm. thank you Gina all right thanks everyone for watching until next time next Tuesday remember that we do turn these into a podcast so if you want to listen or share with friends and family you can do that as well have a great night everyone again thank you ladies Thank you. Good night. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. Moonpig.com.